Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This week's episode is sponsored by Logan Arch. Logan Arch is the place to go if you're looking for geeky accessories that also feel a little bit nostalgic. So Pokemon fans, there's definitely something for you. They have pins, apparel, bags, stickers, office goods, basically everything you could want. And it's all well-designed and nerdy and reminds you of your childhood faves, which is something I absolutely love. To start shopping, you can head to loganartschicago.com or follow them online at loganartschicago. Hello, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae, and I am so excited that Jocelyn Stone is back again. Hi. Hello. Uh, I guess I should also, like, apologize in advance if either of us sound a little bit wild. Comic-Con is in a week from when we're recording, so, like, I think I'm fine, but I might not sound fine. I can tell I don't my know. voice is leaving me, so if I sound a little, like more raspy than usual it's not, it's yeah. not i'm not worried about my brain <laughs> yeah. like if i just start asking questions that don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point apologies in advance everyone yes but that is like why we're having this conversation before comic-con so that you can hear it as comic-con starts because we have something fun to talk about but first okay so everyone listening probably knows jaslyn from either uh, the episode that we recorded before talking about bombshell or things or uh, the the huge interview article um, with you and bombsheller in the the spring the feature yeah, article, yeah, yeah. which I didn't know until you showed me the the magazine and I was like oh wait we're the feature oh no <laughs> which was funny because I was like it's too late to panic it's already out sorry <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I had to deal with my panic on the inside. Yeah, and it was great. Um, Jenny wrote that, and she was incredible. Jenny was amazing. Yeah. And then um, also you have taken over as a a gaming contributor on sartorialgeek.com, which is so amazing because we've never had that before. Yeah, which is surprising because... It seems like such a uh, ample opportunity, so I'm glad to be able to help you all there. Um, and also, thank you for letting me put my lots and lots of opinions about video games somewhere. Uh, I really it's appreciate great. it. It's good to have like a lightning rod to send all that stuff. <laughs> well, and I feel like I feel like either Liz or I has like a decent handle on most things, or we can like get in like neither of us are huge, huge anime fans, but we can like watch enough to sort of get it. And gaming, we're both like, oh no, <laughs> we don't know about this. I feel like you game a lot though. You play a lot of Nintendo games. You do D and D. That's true. Tabletop, I'm way more versed in video games. Yeah, that's fair. That's Anything that's more than like left, right, up, down is is not for me. <laughs> Which is, I, there are a few games that are maybe VR goes beyond that, but I mean, Stardew Valley was like the only thing I did for a hundred straight hours. Like I, that was exactly my gaming level. No, that's amazing. It's a good game. It's great. 
Okay, so all of those things. Um, but then there's something very, very fun and cool that you're starting now. Yeah, so soon. excited to be able to talk about it now, actually. It feels, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's been like, there's been like a hint that you have been working on something fun and cool. And now, yeah, now it's official. Now we can talk about it. Tell the people what it is. Now we can talk about quality commodity. Uh, I'm so excited to be able to talk about it. This is amazing. I get to say it out loud. Quality commodity. <laughs> and the, there's a website up and it looks awesome. Yeah, we have a website. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, so it is a... Uh, like a marketing house for creatives, for independent creators. So cool. And we are looking to help, you know, once you get your book out or get your art out, how do you market it past that? How do you connect with your fans? How do you find new fans? Um, we're doing product photography, email campaigns, website, you know, uh, help, um, graphic design help. It's kind of like a one-stop shop for all things marketing. Which so I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, every single creator that I talk to who isn't also very interested in marketing, this is the biggest issue. Like, artists want to do their art. Creators want to create their stuff. And then to, like, have to take a break and figure out MailChimp or, like, <laughs> buy a light box or, like, yeah, figure lighting. out social media that... Because... Like, some people love social media and some people hate it. So like most of us aren't either experts or super interested in all of those things, but you really do need them. Yeah. Especially today, especially if you're going to be an independent artist and have your own store. And I think we put a lot of expectations on independent artists. Um, and we want like, you know, Something like, uh, I look to Andrea with her company, uh, White Squirrel, and that's such an amazing um, company for artists to work with because she'll run the store, she'll hold your inventory, she'll keep track of inventory, she can do Kickstarter like fulfillment, which is a monster. So I really look to her for inspiration on like, okay, how can we help independent creators? How can we help independent artists and kind of like, you know, fill some of these uh roles that they're expected to wear some of these hats that they're expected to wear because it's it's hard to create art and uh do customer service and it's hard to be really good at both like most people can't be really good at everything like if you put a bunch of energy into like learning i don't know yeah the ins and outs of product photography or like like understanding lighting is so hard yeah understanding lighting and being able to draw is very hard understanding lighting and being able to shoot it with a camera or your phone is like incredibly hard um and it's constantly changing um you know there's a lot of uh, like the modern customer is so uh, educated and knows exactly what they want. And it's really hard for a smaller creator to keep up with that. Like, you know, you should have no less than four photos on your product photography. And it seems dumb to show the back of an enamel pin because everybody knows what the back of an enamel pin wants. But if you're buying that pin online, you want to know how many posts it comes with, what kind of backings it has. If it's like got a cute stamp with like the artist logo on the back, like you want to see that pin from all angles because buying online is hard. So I'm hoping to help alleviate some stress. And also 
Yeah. And like you were saying, things change. Like I just got, I use Shopify for Jordan and I just got an email like a week or two ago that was like, you can add uh, 3D images and video now. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's cool, but I don't have either of those things. So now if I want to use that feature that came out of nowhere, uh, you know, that's just a new thing I need to learn how to do. So not (laughs) having to do that. That's not something that we're going to offer yet, but that is an avenue that I've thought about taking the company eventually. Um, because it, it's, it's available, but it's hard to do it well. And if you don't do it very well, it's very obviously fake. Yeah, totally. No, there's, there's so much that goes into like that side of, the, yeah, I guess it's like the business side of being a creative that isn't necessarily what most creative people signed up for when they wanted to like be a comic book artist or be a writer or, uh, publish novels or create pins. How do you have time? How do you have time to like write your graphic novel, much less like if you're also drawing it and then take some photos of it? Cause it's, if you spend so much time trying to make the best product or trying to make the best t-shirt and you spend all this time like with the different designs and like the placement and then to not be able to show all of the work that went into that on the product photography is really just a disservice to both you and your customer. Yeah. I was a photographer. I still am a photographer, but I, I started as a photographer. So I have a lot of opinions specifically about that part of uh, shopping and the online experience. So. I mean, and you, if you do the route that I did, which is like, try to do all of those things yourself. But then in order to be able to try well, you normally have to spend a lot on something like cameras or, or uh, software or anything like that. And then you end up dumping a bunch of money into things that you may or may not be good at at the end. But you know, the number of like photo props and lighting kits and things I have from when I did it myself before I just started letting experts do it is so fun <laughs> to think about. <laughs> but you learn so much about that, you know? And I'm sure that you take those things that you learned into other parts of your company. So like now, maybe from that experience, you're like, all right, well, maybe I don't have to do my own books forever. Like you learn where you can spend the money to save you time, which is like the most valuable resource for an independent business or creator is like saving yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. So are you, how, if someone's listening and already they're like, hi, yes, hello, (laughs) I would like (laughs) to do this. Are you taking clients already? Um, So we are doing it in stages. We have like what we're calling our first class, which is um, the artist that it's going to be like our beta team of artists that we're working with. So you can apply for that on um, our website under contact. And we'll take a look at, um, you know, we're, pretty honest about what we can do. So if you're like, I want to get into the scholastic, you know, paper, it's like, well, I can't help you with that. But if you're like, I have this and, uh, you know, I'm not looking to do like PR. It's more about like marketing the products that you already have. I'll definitely help anyone out, help anyone with connections where I can, but it's not my forte. Um, so if it's like, you have this book and it's coming out and you want to know maybe like what editors you should be, or not editors, but what like influencers you should be sending it to or how to market on social media, then um, that's really where we're going to shine. 
especially if you have really fun things like um, spot glass on your book. Like, uh, I love shooting that stuff. That's awesome. That's great too. To like, I have seen a lot of marketing companies and heard stories from people who like, it's not always the case that people are super honest about what they can and can't do. Like sometimes you can tell people just want clients and they're like, well, we'll tell you we could do this. And then like, that's not what we're going to give you. So that's great that you have like a very clear list of like, this is how we can help. And maybe we can like, you know, give our advice on things, but like, you're not going to promise you can get someone a published book or like achieve those dreams if I can, but I don't think it does anyone a service to lie about what I'm capable and not capable of doing. <laughs> You're unhappy with this and, you know, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, I am super excited about this. Um, and it's nice to have, like you were saying, a one-stop shop because I think another thing that's really hard that I've had happen a lot is like, okay, I need seven of these different things. So do I have to go like vet seven different companies, like figure out that budget. And then if three of them work out, then I have half of what I need to get this project done. Like that's really nice to have everything in one place. And then also then you like the same team is doing everything. So it's not like, let me make sure my social team is talking to my like, getting the right photos and then let me make sure that's going on the website the right way. Like it is very, very nice to have it be together and cohesive. That's huge. Thanks. Yeah. The other amazing thing about this is that it's, um, I'm starting it with an incredible team behind me. So, um, Ivy Chen, incredible videographer and designer, Emily Gray, uh, just a fantastic copywriter and Steven Kleiss, who is still my favorite photographer. He's so great. And we all work so well together. And, um, so we all met at bombsheller and the thing that was, uh, so special about us four working together that felt like such a complete package was that we are really good at assessing an artist and their fan base and what makes their fan base excited. Like what draws you to your fans? What are they excited about? And then being able to, kind of pull that out a little bit more um, so that it still feels authentic because that's another, what I think independent artists today have over larger companies is the authenticity. You know, that's why indie video games are doing so well because AAA has really kind of burned those bridges. They don't feel authentic anymore. They don't necessarily care about their fans. It feels like I should say they'll put out a game, but it won't be completed. They're working their staff too much, but indie games, it's like, this is, you know, a small team, they're doing what they can and they're letting you in on the process. And I think moving forward as we have a more like global uh, market, that is really going to win for fans. Cause you want to have, when it comes to art, especially like you want art that you feel connected to, you want to watch the artist create it, you want to see like, okay, this is the blueprint sketch. And then this is like it fully printed out on this like really nice glossy paper. Like you want to be a part of that process. You want to have that connection to it. So I think um, being able to lean into that and, um, but still like 
hold space for your fans in your marketing and being authentic is really going to give independent artists a leg over the larger companies as they keep eating each other and keep, you know, becoming larger. (laughs) Yeah. And I think so many things about that are important. And like, I have seen how great you are at, at what you were saying. That's like, it's very, very personal. So you're not going to be like, here's our marketing package. Everyone gets like shoved through this system, whether it fits you or not. It's very like what, yeah. What is, what is special about what you're doing? And like, let's highlight that because that's, that's the right. That's the thing that fans get already. And like, it's really, really valuable to have a marketing team that focuses on that because yeah, that is, that is your thing. That's what you should focus on. I don't want to work with a small company or creator and try to like, you know, like I'm going to make you a star rebrand them. I mean, I will for sure help with the rebranding. I'm good at that, but I'm, I don't want to force anybody into a box that they don't belong in. Right. I just want to like zhuzh it up a little bit. Like, all right, like let's, you know, show your best photo of your best product, the situation. And that goes to the authenticity. Like you're taking something that's already there instead of like creating a story that doesn't exist, like trying to like, for like we can, we've all seen that happen when it's like, Oh, that's your company's new story. Now that doesn't match anything you've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Where did that come like, from? <laughs> <laughs> Those hard like a rebrand. That's like a 180 in a weird way that you're like, Oh, that's a different company now. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I guess. And that doesn't make you feel great. Right. As like a consumer, yeah. you're like, Oh, you know, I want to uh, alleviate stress from creators, not add stress. And I want to help them elevate all of the parts of themselves that are amazing, that are, you know, helping them stand out that maybe they just don't see or are very tired of, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that is, that is a, a skill or like a trick that I learned that I'm so thankful I did. And I think, I think we've talked about this before. I talked to Robin about it all the time that like listening to like the reviews that other people give you or listening to what other people say about you or listening to what your friends, like asking your friends or people who know you well, what your strengths are. It's sometimes completely different than what you think. Cause like we all have, strange ideas about ourselves that are not necessarily what other people see. So like, that's really cool to like have a team doing that for you. Cause I think that's like one of the most valuable things. Hold yeah. a mirror up, but like kind of guide you through what you're saying. Like, okay, this is what's working. And these are the places that we could do a little bit better. And these are the things that aren't necessarily working out and we can, you know, forget about them, rearrange those resources or put them on pause for now. Um, yeah. Marketing doesn't have to be, so, uh, like aggressive or so maybe aggressive is not the word, but just false, right? Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like the, you know, the internet has disrupted everything, but the way that we are all connected with each other, I feel like some of the larger companies are so slow to change and they can't be, uh, agile, but the smaller companies can, so they can, they can create and react to those trends on a dime, whereas larger companies can't. Yeah. 
And like, I feel like every time we're on a panel together or something, it, it gets very emotional, but it's because branding has so much baggage. Like your company can have as much, as much going on behind the scenes as like humans do. Like you can have baggage about the way that you like think you fit in the world. Oh, I mean, it's all Yeah. And so all of that stuff, having someone help you through that, because sometimes we don't even realize it. Like there are times I've made business decisions and other people are like, why? And then when I actually talk about it, I'm like, oh, it's because like I was feeling, I was feeling like we're too small. And so I'm trying to like look more popular, but I didn't even realize that when I did like stuff like that is so much of that happens. (laughs) And that's why I I always recommend if you're trying to like run your own business, uh, go to therapy because it really plays into a lot of like (laughs) all of the problems that you haven't been dealing with your whole life really come through when you're trying to like run a business. Oh man, (laughs) so much. So I cannot help with that, but I strongly recommend. I mean, (laughs) even just even just that recommendation is huge. Like even just pointing out like. Hey, so the reason this thing keeps coming up in your business, have you thought about, is there maybe something in your personal life that is bringing that up or like just being an advocate for therapy? It's yeah. huge. Oh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> I stand there. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's great. Um, and I think I have seen, I mean, as a business owner and as a person with a lot of uh, business owner friends or creative friends, anything that genuinely helps take things off our plates is incredible. Like, and, and I, I don't think I realized before I started doing this, how much actually a single person has to do. Like I started writing the, I was like trying to get help with a job. And so I started writing down all of the things that are happening that I'm doing to like, see what someone else could help with. And I was like, this is the most insane. Like the things that I'm doing are not things that one single person should ever be doing. And I think a lot of us do that. Yeah. Um, and I think, we compare ourselves a lot to larger, let's say companies who, or even like artists or creators who have teams behind them, right? They have full teams. They have help with, I mean, some of them even have like help with like hair and makeup and then they'll take like an Instagram photo, but it really, it's like a photographer taking that photo and then you're comparing yourself to that. So, so one, maybe one of the first bosses that, indie creators, businesses, artists will kind of come up against is like uh, comparing themselves and or asking for help. I think that's, maybe it's just me, but that was a huge one for me to kind of contest with because I'm very independent and I'm very much like, I can do anything, which like I can, right? Within reason. But also like asking for help is such a show of strength. So... Also, yeah, just because you get assistance on something doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means like you don't have to do everything you can do all the time. (laughs) 
And like, I love yeah, marketing. Totally. I love photography. I love visuals and graphic design. And I love like creating campaigns. Like I love that stuff. I love the operations and the minutia of that kind of stuff, but maybe, you know, you don't. And so it's like, all right, well give me the stuff that I love to do anyway. And then you can do the stuff that you love to do. Like I cannot draw, but I'm so glad that you can. And I would love to help out in any way that I can. I think that's awesome. I've, I realized that I actually genuinely love social media. Like I don't really do the analytics part very much. Um, so I can't, like if someone was like, when's the best time I should post on something? I can't do any of that, but I don't hate it. And a lot of people do. Cause I mean, there genuinely is a lot to hate about it, but, <laughs> but that's one of the conversations I've had the most often. That's like, Oh, the reason this is easier for me is because I, I just don't hate it. And like, but I don't like doing other things that you're good at. And so that's like kind of how it, yeah. it is great to have a team that can balance that so that you can do more of the things you enjoy and yeah, not to less name of drop the things again, that have to get done, to but like that someone Thomas else likes. That's really cool. Girl, like she's so good at that. She's so good at customer service and yeah. inventory, which I've talked to some mm-hmm. small businesses where just like keeping inventory up to date has like halted their company because it's so it is, it's not just counting. It's like, there's a lot of parts to it. And especially when things are being sold online and that ticker can just like tick down, you know, uh, there's a lot of parts to it. So it's, so again, if uh, I'll just plug white squirrel, cause I love it so much. It's such a good idea. No, you should, we actually she'll be on the podcast sometime suit. I am obsessed with her. So like we should talk about how great that company is. She's such, she's such a genius and she's helping so many people and just, Kickstarter fulfillment in and of itself is such a cluster. And um, anyway, Andrea DeMontgos, you're amazing. I worship the ground you you walk on. Yeah. And even like, so I, at this moment have a shipping station, but there have been times when my business was smaller that I didn't. And there are tons of people I know um, who have like, who want to offer things for sale, but for me printing four labels and then like, tossing it in the bin that's already going to the post office is nothing. But if you're not, if that's not part of your process, then like figuring out how much something weighs and then taking it, like getting a stamp and then getting packaging for it and then walking it or driving it to the post office. Like those, there are things that are amazing about having, having like a whole system around that, that creators don't necessarily all have a shipping station and a photo corner and a like, all of the different parts a lot of us don't even have like studios that are dedicated to our stuff like a lot of, i mean you know a lot of creators are working out of so an apartment or like i'm in Seattle where uh, everything is very expensive so i live in a one bedroom apartment and my office is literally our closet we like turned our closet into an office and it is normal small closet <laughs> I feel like Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like, you mm-hmm. do like, what you can with what you have. And there's no shame in that. Like too, I love my office closet. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's real though. Like it, that is how, that is how it's amazing when you get a team to like assist yeah. on something because there are so many, there are so many jobs that like 
yeah, like learning how to do it start to finish versus having someone who does it all the time do it start to finish. It's like a completely different story. Yeah. And it's cool because like things like Kickstarter and Patreon are really allowing so many more, um, you know, players into the venue, I'll say. And, uh, so, so there's, a, there's a lot of new players, but it's great. Cause it's, you know, more opportunity and more like there are artists who do. So I don't listen to K-pop. I respect it. I don't listen to it. Just, you know, haven't had time to get into it, but there, there are artists that I follow who exclusively do like K-pop, like, uh, drawings of like all mm-hmm. the different bands like, you know, kind of like a fashion editorial, but they're like drawn K-pop. And it's just like, that's not for me. But, but obviously they have, there's a lot of people who are super into that. And so I love that we're, that we can go like so incredibly niche. I think that is one of the coolest things. Like, I mean, it's because of the internet, but also because of all the other things that are happening that there are, there are books that are like mashups of two super, super niche audiences and comics and and makers, and you're right, like, those things wouldn't normally have been able to exist if you had to get, like, you know, if you had to fill out, like, a business plan and get a bank to give you a loan. Like, well, we have so many. Other- and you were like, let's yeah. do an art book, but it's not going to be, like, drawings of, you know, pop bands from Korea. And they're like, I'm sorry? Like, who's, who's the audience right. The Kickstarter, right? right? And be like, the audience is these fifteen hundred people. Like there's this really awesome artist in our company, and I think they're called Butts on Things, and they just draw like every they were they're at Rose City every year. I adore them. They just draw like every object and with a butt. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine in the eighties with your shoulder pads walking into a bank and being like, Okay, here's my business idea. It's gonna be you are gonna love it, I promise. But they do. It's so great. Yeah, they do. I see them at so many cons, you know, and they always have a line, like they're killing it. Um, yeah, so it's like niche markets, you know, need niche marketing. And uh, that's what I'm most excited about, I think. Like, I want I want some truly challenging niches. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you'll get them, <laughs> which will be fun. Yeah. I want to have this putting it out into the world, but some things I want to try doing your marketing. (laughs) I also, I don't know what just made me think of this, but so like when I started my business, it was 2011. So a while ago. And there were definitely people who were doing what I was doing, but it was like early, early enough days of the internet that I didn't really know how to find everyone. Um, and so one of the things that was the hardest on top of not really knowing what I was doing. So like having to learn all the skills that we've been talking about for myself, cause I definitely couldn't afford, like at that point, I would have only known how to go to like a social media, like agency. And I never could have afforded that. And they wouldn't have understood my niche anyway. But the other yeah. thing that was so huge is like finding a, a team of people to like, be on like be on your team and that took a really long time to find like peers in my business or people to be you know who understand the industry to help me 
Um, and that's been huge. And I think that's something that's really cool about working with a group like you, like you're not going to take on a client that you, everyone on your team, isn't going to like fully support. And that's almost, I mean, that's like invaluable having people who are like, I'm, I like, we're all brains, like helping you figure this out. Um, yeah, because the, the good and bad cornerstone to the company, I would say, is that we have to be passionate about it so that we can kind of uh, use your passion and your fans' passion. Like, you know, we also have to be excited about it. Luckily, I get excited about a huge variety of things. <laughs> Even, you know, things that I'm not into, such as aforementioned K-pop, uh, like, fan design. Um, but I love that it's a thing and I love that it's out there and I, I want to be able to support that because like, I think it's important to find your group, to find your niche. Um, we all, especially with kind of nerdier or, uh, companies or, you know, more, uh, like niche companies, we're also used to, oh, that's weird. Or like, uh, okay. Or like if anyone, frequented hot topic as a teen I'm sure you are like nobody gets me <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so it's, uh, I think it's really uh I'm excited to be able to support some of those some of those companies some of those creators who are like ah oh, nobody gets me because you know I'll, I'd like to get you and completely honestly as someone who has spent a lot of the past eight years looking for marketing teams that I felt like I could work with who actually got me. Cause I've done my fair share of like, of like intro meetings with a company where I explain what I do and they give me like their first round ideas. And I'm like, Oh, you don't understand what this is at yeah. all. Like you totally don't get what I'm doing. Does that feel in, in value, Um, uh, what's it called? Does that feel like it kind of belittles what you're doing or does that make you feel? It's more, I have felt more like I can never get help for this because no one gets it. Like I've had people be like, Oh, you do nerdy shirts. Like put this, like put this, uh, license. I don't know, like <laughs> formula on it or something. And I'm like, Oh, I get why you, yes, that's not it though. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that where it's like, Oh, go like talk to like math professors. Like I, yes, I could and should, that's cool. But if that's your idea of like how to help me with marketing then you you can't help me like that's not someone who understands comic cons like that is a huge part of of nerdy businesses that like if people don't understand what cons are and what they're like and what the culture is and what that experience is it's really really hard for them to help well like there's so much about like niche industries and specifically the art and indie and nerdy niches that I feel like it's, it's really hard to find a good match. And I'm really, really happy that there is going to be a good, like, Oh man, the amount of time and struggle that, I could have saved <laughs> if I had met you so much sooner <laughs> and this existed so much sooner. Like, cause I had to learn all that myself. Like I remember it was a lot of puzzle piecing. Like it was like, Oh, I met one friend that has sold at some comic cons before I'm going to like 
get as much as she'll give me about like how this works. And then I have a different friend who's great at product photography, but it was all like cobbling together this like sort of puzzle piece of a plan, which was fine, but not having to do that sounds so great. (laughs) You're doing very well. Oh man. (laughs) I don't know how, but I'll take it. Thank you. Don't pause. You are doing very well. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and again, I think, I think I've gotten very, very lucky. And I think, I think the way it worked out for me, I'm really, really grateful that it did. And I don't know how like repeatable that is. So it's very nice to like have something to offer that isn't like, I don't know, hopefully meet a lot of cool people who will be nice to you and help you figure things out. And then good luck if you don't, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I get that though. I feel like, uh, you know, people are like, oh, how did you get, you know, how did you get to where you are? It's like, I don't know how to repeat that. Just keep being resilient and keep trying and keep getting up and and get back down, man. You know, there are like bonus things when companies like, yours pop up and it's like okay that is a little bit that will make it a little bit easier for people which is great yeah take off off just a couple of those hats that you gotta wear and give it to some real experts (laughs) like you guys are great at what you do thank you yeah ah man i'm so lucky to work with these three they are just so talented and I'm, I'm excited. We do good work together. We're good. It's very good cool unit. too. Like for anyone who knew, like knew your team at Bombsheller, it's very, very cool that you're doing something together again. Hopefully we go into Comic-Con. Oh man. I will be at Comic-Con though. Um, I'm going to be doing a couple panels about business and fandom. And um, I'm going to be at the Wicked party on Saturday. I'm sorry, the Wicked and the Divine party on Saturday. Um, so, you know, if you see me around, I will likely be wearing a turquoise blazer, mm-hmm. uh, come and I would love to talk. I just, I truly, truly, truly love talking to people about their art and their projects and what they get excited about. So come say hello. And you keep your like personal appearances and panels and stuff at the Jaslyn Stone website, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I can be found at Jaslyn Stone on Instagram and Twitter quality commodity can be found at quality commodity and um then.com quality commodity.com jazzlinstone.com yeah very easy to find which is great try to do you you do a very good job of like actually updating your things which is awesome like you actually (laughs) have your event list or your panel list up and things so that's great it's not like six years old because then later when I'm like, where am I supposed to be? I'll just like look at my social media and be like, that's where I'm supposed to be. So uh, it helps them, but it also helps me probably more than anyone else. <laughs> I have looked at my Instagram story highlight that has my panel list so many times already. Yeah. It's Live awesome. and die by those Instagram highlights. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. Thank you so much for talking about this. I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited for this to exist. Yeah, thanks for I'm so kind thankful. of debut it on your podcast. I am very, I feel very good about being able to talk about it now. So thank you everyone for letting me uh, take my first baby steps into talking about quality commodity. And thank you so much, Jordan. You're killing it. You're doing great stuff. Thank you. If anyone's going to be at New York, please come say hi to both of us. We'll be there hanging out. 
Um, and we'll be at more cons for the rest of the year and next year. So <laughs> Jocelyn and I are around for never, sure. Never, <laughs> never. never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So follow Jocelyn online. And uh, if you were listening to this and thinking that you really need uh, help taking off some of those hats, please um, get on the list or like apply for the, the beta. That would be really, really cool. Um, And thanks for listening and subscribe if you like, leave a review if you like, follow us on the internet if you like, and uh, have a great week. Stay nerdy. Talk to you later. Bye.